I was supposed to be consistent with this season of the podcast, but I mean, for the past two weeks, I haven't uploaded an episode, and that is not entirely my fault. Yeah, excuses, excuses. <laughs> but I mean, I was trying to record an episode of the podcast, and then I found out that my phone mic was bad. It wasn't recording anything, so I had to go order a mic, and it didn't arrive until, I don't know, a couple of days ago. And then guess what? I found that my phone mic has started working again. Ridiculous. Um, anyways, this is the next episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoy listening. It's kind of long in keeping with the style I told you I was going for, which is largely unedited. If you like, just anyway, I mean, this might be just the format for you. So right now, I am wearing this very heavy... Um, jacket kind of like a winter jacket or something Um, but right now I don't know how many degrees it is in Guagulada, Abuja but it's like very hot outside but the AC is on here and instead of turning the AC off in which case it will become too hot or taking the temperature up I would rather just um <laughs> wear this winter coat or this jacket or whatever it is I mean in fact I would I would even increase, um, I would even lower the temperature. It was on 25. I'm going to take it down to about, let's say, 18. Yeah, so I would rather do that and justify wearing this thing I'm wearing <laughs> than for me to turn off the AC. Um, I don't know if I'm the only person who does this, but I don't know. I'm sure there's someone else out there like me. Um... So I wanted to talk about how I got into filmmaking and that's mostly because um someone asks um someone asked maybe on Instagram but I can't remember like what post they were commenting on. Um they were they wanted me to talk about my first camera and now how I got my first camera. So I'm just going to start with that. Um my dad got me my first camera actually. I was working at People's TV at the time. Um, before that was when I was doing my service um, during my NYC year. So while I was doing the podcast, like the first season of Your Bible Muslima podcast, that was right after I left my full time job at Caritas University Radio. Um, okay, I feel like I need to give you a bit more background. Uh, so when I first got into uni, um, I got into uni 2011 and I had this roommate who had friends um, who, that were working on the campus radio station, Caritas University Radio. And they were doing this thing where they were looking for um, new voices, basically from 100 level and yeah, new students who could join a program called Youth Forum. It was a thing where... Um, students just came together to have conversations about different topics, right? <laughs> From the name, you can already tell um, Youth Forum gives it away. So um, we both did the tryouts. I, I don't remember exactly how long they were for, maybe about a week or something. And then funny thing, even though she was the one who told me about it, I got in and she didn't get it. And that was like the beginning of my journey in radio. Uh, so I joined the program as a, 
it, I think it's a very funny word, but I think it's the word we used a discussant. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll be one of the um, youth talking about whatever talk topic it was we were discussing. Uh, while we had like a host, right, and then after about maybe a year or something, it might not even have been up to a year. I don't remember exactly now. Um, the host had to leave because she was in final year, and then she wanted me to take over. <laughs> I mean, there were people who were who were on the show who were and they were older. I mean, they had spent longer on the show, and but she wanted me to take over, and maybe. Maybe that was because they too would graduate soon. I don't remember exactly, but I don't know. Yeah. But that was basically how I got started at Caritas FM. And that, w- that must have been like within a month that I got into uni. So from 2011, say around October, November, uh, I would work there as a student reporter. Um, I would present programs. Eventually, I created my own programs, started producing programs. It was... It was pretty cool, actually. Um, And then, what was even cooler about it was that right after, right after I graduated, um, I got an offer to work at the radio station full time. And I think the, the, the school authorities were hoping that um, I would be posted to Enugu so that I could, you know, do my NYSC year there. But that was not to be the case. <laughs> that was not to be the case. And to be honest, I had, I had spent four years in this place. I would have been happy to just spend, you know, do something else. Um, and, I mean, I felt that after doing after doing radio for four years, I wanted to do something different, and TV just felt like it. Because, I mean, throughout the time I was doing mass communication, um, I went through this whole phase where I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I know that if I get into uni, during that whole period where we had to fill jam, jam forms and all, all of that stuff, I mean, at first I thought I wanted to do law. But within that period... After speaking with law students, I, I realized that, okay, law really isn't... I don't think I want to do law. Um, and then I remember reading this. It was like a brochure of sorts. I think it was UNN, a UNN brochure, where they had like all the courses that the university offered, um, the subjects you needed to get in, and then they gave you like... Uh, um, course outlines of all the courses that you do if you were in those departments from like year one to year four. And I think the only two that seemed interesting to me were probably English and theater arts, but I was sold on theater arts. <laughs> um, but by that time, I believe I had already submitted by jam form, you know, those forms where you pick law and all of that stuff. And I think I had put, I don't remember what schools I put in, but I think ESUT was one of them, maybe UNN, I don't remember. Um, so since I didn't want to do law any longer, um, private universities were looking like a good option. Um, and I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to be trying to change courses. 
um in some of these federal universities like to be honest i'm not i'm not sure exactly why i started thinking about private universities but yeah it got to the point where we started thinking about private universities and the first question i asked was oh okay do you guys have theater arts do you guys have theater arts and none of the private universities i went to had theater arts um so i decided to settle for masscom which was the next best thing um so yeah <laughs> so i mean at that point um i definitely already had my eye on okay radio and tv um because i mean where do people perform right either radio or tv we've got radio drama we've got um films and tv dramas and all of that stuff um yeah but especially since um i was working at the radio station i had my eye more on broadcasting than film and i really wanted to taste tv <laughs> so um uh, even before i got posted to abuja uh, even before i knew i was going to get posted to i was hoping i would get posted to either lagos or abuja i was already looking into places like channels and tvc um some of the major major radio and tv stations um that i could do my nyse at um but by the time i went to camp i knew that okay i knew ptv uh and as luck would have it um i was an active member of the obs the orientation broadcasting service i believe is the correct um whatever <laughs> so the obs and at some points they asked us they asked members of the obs to write down the offices they wanted to go um serve and i wrote ptv people's tv <sighs> at that point i wasn't so sure that i was going to get posted there but i got posted there so yay and um wow i just realized that i'm explaining all of this just to tell you how i got my first camera oh my god uh oh well anyways so it was when i started working at ptv um and my dad of course he started talking to me about i think he was watching a lot of youtube at the time maybe and he was he saw people doing a number of interesting things on youtube so he thought you know it would be nice to get me a camera you know i think he thought i might have started i might start blogging um or vlogging <laughs> Maybe if I started then I would have been big now. Who knows? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, he said uh, he wanted to get me a camera and um, he got me my camera. That was it. I mean, I, I got the... Um, I asked him to get me the... Which one was it now? I think it was the Canon 1200D. Which is, I think, is a t t t t t <laughs> the T2i or something in that range. Um, actually, he sent me the money and then I went to go get it. And now that I, I mean, at, a, at some point I was telling myself that, oh my goodness, if I was smarter, then I would have picked a more expensive camera. <laughs> Something that could shoot 4K and, you know, maybe I'd have done a lot more with it. But to be honest, probably not. Um, probably not. <laughs> But yeah, um, it was a very okay camera to start with. 
um i i, I don't recommend like necessarily going high end if you're just starting out especially because it's kind of like you having a tool that you can't even make the best use of which is sort of a waste yeah i mean since the t2i or the 1200d whichever it is um i've used the sony a6000 which i still have and i've been using for all of my videos um up until now recently i got um the panasonic gh4 which was a gift it was a gift um and it's pretty amazing like that's what i'm shooting on right now and like i already know that i'm gonna be doing a lot more of my shooting on this gh4 um yeah <laughs> so this whole podcast of course is supposed to be for me to address the whole question of oh how did i even get started in this filmmaking thing because i realized that in the first um season of the podcast and i don't think i ever talked about career or anything like that and maybe that was because i was still kind of confused and to be honest it took me a very long time to get out of that state of confusion so <laughs> if you are confused i can relate and it can take a while for you to figure it out like i don't know it's probably taking me like a decade or more maybe about a decade or just under a decade to really figure out what i want to do in my life and when i say a, de a decade i'm counting from um after secondary school so it's like i kind of just figured it out like maybe two years ago it's crazy it's crazy i know <laughs> um and it's not because i was gonna say it's not because i don't have any direction in life but who knows <laughs> who's to say that i do um but part of it is because i i have too many talents <laughs> like i'm one of those multi-potentialite people like i could have decided to become a software developer and i think i would have done great at it i could have decided to do almost anything else and i would have been great at it um but the thing is every time i kept trying to narrow down what i wanted to do i found that there were like so many other niches so many niches within that one thing that I had picked that i could go with and it was always just such a hassle it's always been i mean even now i can't say that's I have 100% figured out my niche, even though I do have a direction and I'm pursuing a certain niche right now. Um, yeah, it wasn't until maybe a year or more after I made my first short film that I realized that, oh, wait a minute. The seeds of me being a filmmaker have been planted a while ago. So I remember um, when my mom had her very first camera phone, because I mean, feels like ages ago but i remember when she had this phone that was like a walkie-talkie i don't remember what it maybe i think it was a philips phone i don't know you probably know you may or may not know what those phones looked like but when she had her first when she got her first camera phone it was a second-hand phone it was i think it was a sony ericsson it was so exciting we used to watch these crazy frog videos on it and it was yeah um, and then my brother and I would make videos. Um, we used to watch quite a bit of Nollywood and Hallmark and Cartoon Network then. So we'd have like these little plays and little dramas and we'd record them. Uh, sometimes we just record us faffing about. And it was when we were doing 
um, some of that stuff that we discovered how filmmakers did the whole disappearing trick. Um, because I think what we did was we started recording and then we paused because the phone allowed you to do that while recording. We paused. And then whoever it was that was the subject left the frame, we continued. And then by the time you played back, we realized that, oh, you could disappear and reappear and, you know, it could vanish just like that. And it was so exciting discovering, discovering that. Um, and then I also remember that growing up while I was watching these Hallmark films, I would always imagine, maybe not always, but a lot of times I would imagine what it was like behind the scenes and what it must be like call, um, being the director, even though I didn't know who a director was at the time. But I just imagined the guys who are behind the camera and uh, how much fun they were having. I don't know why I thought it was fun, uh, why it was cool to do that. But yeah, I, will, I would always just think about that. And it didn't really click. I mean, even though that was there at that point in my life as a kid, I never said to myself that, oh, I want to be a filmmaker. I don't think the word filmmaker was even in my vocabulary. And like I said, it was probably about a year after I started, I, the year after I made my first short film, maybe even longer, that I realized that I started connecting the dots. You know, that, okay, wait, this thing has sort of always been there. I just didn't realize it. Um, so if I, after I left PTV, um, because after my service year was over, I got a job as a, as a, um, remote copywriter for an agency in the UK. So I was working from home. Basically, I really loved the flexibility. Um, and I thought it would be cool to chase something that I had always liked doing, which was writing. Uh, so I did that for a while. I did that for a while before I got a job at BBC Media Action in Abuja um, as an assistant technical uh, director, right? Was it? No, assistant technical producer. So what I was doing was um, I was recording a lot of uh, radio programs, town halls, um, and then I started learning about video and shooting video. That was, I think that was my, I had, if I when I was at PTV first off, even though they always wanted to put me in front of the screens to read the news and do all of that, um, I was more interested in the behind the scenes stuff. In fact, there was this day where I went out with the cameraman uh, to do Vox Pop on the streets. Gosh, guys, I hate Vox Pops. Like approaching random strangers and asking them to answer your questions. I hate that stuff. But yeah, that was all we were supposed to do. And I was the presenter. And I had my cameraman, right? So at some point, even though this is not a professional thing to do, <laughs> I handed him the mic and said, you know what, please you do the interviewing. I'm just going to take over this camera and record this, this thing. I mean, it sounded like a joke, but that's what we did. <laughs> that's what we did. It's ridiculous. Don't, don't do that at your workplace so you don't get in trouble. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving you that example to let you know um just how interested I was in um the behind the scenes stuff and I think that was the first time I learned to edit video with Adobe Premiere Pro. Um yeah. And of course, by the time I got to BBC Media Action, I started to refine those skills and learn a lot more. 
about video and lucky for me i had a colleague who had been to film school and he wanted to start making films um i had been reading about film collectives and reading a lot more about film at that time um i'm not sure why actually <laughs> but yeah um and he wanted to form a collective i wanted to form a collective so he said okay let's form a collective and it was through that collective that I made my first short film, Tip of the Edge. And I think we did that in 20... I don't remember. 2018, maybe. Uh, it was about four years ago. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that was my first short film ever. And that was the beginning. The beginning of all of this. And for me, it was... It was all fun. You know, it was all fun. I mean, I knew that, oh, okay, it's probably going to get serious at some at some point, maybe. But at that time, it was just me wanting to, wanting to have fun making movies. Um, So I did that one. I did, I think I made two other short films after that. Um, And then I applied for this Natives Filmworks new director's program where they were going to bring in a bunch of new directors basically <laughs> um directors who had never who had directed short films but had never directed feature films uh so they gave us an amazing training um and then they gave us they basically gave us an opportunity to shoot our first feature films you know we developed it with them we shot it and i mean it was it was an amazing opportunity to be honest like an amazing opportunity to learn yeah that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, without that, I don't know if I would have shot my first feature film by now. So that was that was my first serious piece of work. Um, and I consider that project like the beginning, the beginning with the beginning for me. Um, and then, of course, after that, I made my next my Netflix short film. Um and yeah <laughs> as far as i'm concerned those are like the two serious projects on my portfolio those are like the two times when i've been most serious about um filmmaking um yeah so that, that's my journey so far and i mean moving forward i also think about how growing up it bothered me that i wasn't seeing a lot of muslims on screen muslim women especially i think that was also part of why i loved islam channel so much because i wasn't seeing muslim women in hijab anywhere else i mean islam channel was a big part of my hijab wearing journey and you might have heard me say this before and i feel that me being in this space it has to have a purpose you know um and I'm really eager to tell the stories that nobody else is going to tell. Like, there could be half a dozen stories in my head right now. And I don't think there's anybody in the world. And yes, I know that people often have the same ideas. But I don't think there's anybody in the world who would tell these stories the way I want to tell them. With the same characters I want to tell them through. Which is why I feel like I have to tell these stories. And I feel like there is a huge gap in the market for women like me who want to see stories like this. 
I'm not talking about making Mount Zion movies for Muslims. <laughs> Even Muslims don't want to be preached at. I'm talking about making Muslim, uh, making movies about everyday people who are Muslim. That's it. That that really is it. You know. Um. So I I really look forward to doing that. I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've had so far, um, the platforms that I've had so far, and I'm praying and hoping that I can take full advantage of them and just blast on full speed and get the films I want to make made <laughs> and get them to the people that I need to get them to. You know, um, I mean, right now I'm working on currently developing a feature film, which is one of the movies <laughs> that um, I want to make. It's kind of movie I want to make, I've, kind of movie I've been meaning to make for a while with a Muslim lead um most of the characters are muslim and thinking about the story like every single person who has seen it they i mean they think there is something amazing in there and i really can't wait to bring it to life right now we're still in in the story development phase and i really want to treat this phase with all the love and tender care that it deserves because the writing stage is where it all begins to take shape or it all begins to fall apart to be honest um so yeah if i what pushed me into doing this as soon as i am doing it is the amount of support and response i got when i randomly tweeted someday that hey i want to make this film with a muslim lead or will you help me out and then i got like over 200 responses of people saying oh i want to help i want to help out i'm like okay let's do this let's get started on this um yeah i mean right now i feel like i need i have all the people that i need not all the people actually i still need a lot of people <laughs> i still need a lot of people um all the people who are going to watch it for instance all the millions of people who are going to watch it and that's a prayer millions of people maybe even hundreds of millions um yeah that's that might be me reaching but who knows who knows i'm trying to learn to dream bigger um but yeah, we're at a stage where like I'm actually now looking for financing to make this film. <sighs> like, guys, it would have been so nice to have a trust fund. Like, imagine I just had a trust fund somewhere that had like a billion dollars or something. <laughs> I could make as many movies as I want, man. But no, as it is, I have I have to hustle. I have to hustle. Um. Anyways, wish me luck finding the money I need to make this film. And um, I think this is a good place to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. And um, I hope this episode was useful to you somehow. Um, maybe you learned something. Maybe I kept you company. Maybe I kept you entertained. I don't know. Whatever it is. I just hope it was useful. But yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I, I know I rambled quite a bit in this episode. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe you don't mind some rambling. <laughs> 
Thank you again and ciao. Please follow me on Twitter at I am Koreji and on Instagram at、uh, at Koreji. Yeah, that's K O R E Y D A Y. And before I say the final goodbye,、um, I realized a couple of weeks ago that even people who had been following me on Instagram for a while did not realize that I was a videographer. So I'm shouting it now. Guys, I'm a videographer based in Abuja. If you have any weddings to shoot, because I'm actually trying to shoot more weddings now. But yeah, I also shoot like corporate stuff, events, and all of that. It's kind of like my side gig, other than like filmmaking. It's still filmmaking, sharp, but yeah, you get you get the point. So, anyways, bye. Until the next episode, ciao.